The Hoosiers very quickly found themselves a new defensive coordinator as they will reportedly hire Chad Wilt from Minnesota. We'll talk a little bit about him as well as recapping Mike Woodson's radio show from Monday evening. Also throw in a little fun what if with Nick Saban and the Indiana Hoosiers on today's episode. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Wednesday, January 12th. Uh, I hope you guys are having a great day. This is Locked on Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, reactions, recaps, previews, all that fun stuff. As always, I am your host, Jacob Rude. I want to thank you guys for making Locked on Hoosiers part of your day and your first listen every day. A reminder that we are free and available on all platforms, uh, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, music, uh, movies, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Uh, As always, you can subscribe to Locked on Hoosiers wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Mentioned that there's a a handful of things we'll discuss today. I believe it's probably going to be a shorter show also because I'm battling a little bit of a cold. So if you hear (laughs) random long pauses, uh, it is because I'm trying not to cough directly into the mic and give you some ASMR that you do not want. Uh, But we'll, we'll kick it off with the biggest news of Monday. The Hoosiers found themselves a new defensive coordinator and they found themselves one really quick. Uh, It came out on Saturday that Charlton Warren was leaving for UNC, in case you guys missed that. Uh, We talked about that on Monday's show. On Monday afternoon, I guess, um, actually more towards the morning, uh, it was reported that Chad Wilt, the defensive line coach for Minnesota, will uh, replace Warren. It was initially reported that uh, by Gopher Illustrated, that he was. Ex- it's expected that Wilt will have a title of defensive coordinator in some capacity at Indiana. Um, Dustin Derporiak with the Bloomington Herald Times, <coughs> excuse me, uh, confirmed that he would be stepping in as the new defensive coordinator. I'll be honest, similar to the offensive coordinator, I don't know a ton about Wilt. I was able to look some stuff up. Uh, He served as the defensive line coach for the Gophers for a couple of seasons now. Before that, he was at Cincinnati in 2019. Army from 2016 to 2018 was also at Maryland, interestingly. 2014-2015, Ball State, Richmond, Virginia, Liberty, and Central Connecticut State played his College ball at Taylor University up north uh, as a defensive end, but he is a Pennsylvania native. Uh, his father was a coach for a, almost a dozen years at Taylor, so those are some Indiana roots for him. As I mentioned, hired 
pretty quickly after Warren left, which seems to indicate Tom Allen had a pretty good idea of pretty good idea of who he was going to hire. Um, it was a much quicker process than the offensive coordinator. Um, there was some debate of whether Tom Allen might just take over the role of defensive coordinator. Uh, he had tried that before and it didn't really work. Tried to have more of a heavy hand in the defensive coordinator uh, duties. If I recall correctly, he said it didn't allow him to kind of be a head coach. So he stopped then. Um, so I was not shocked that he went out to hire someone. It's interesting that uh, he's filling two holes with one hire. Uh, Kevin Peoples, the defensive line coach for the Hoosiers, also left um, over the weekend. I believe he went to Missouri for a similar position. Uh, in hiring Wilt, uh, the Hoosiers get a guy who has produced some defensive line talent at Maryland. Um, this season, obviously, Wilt wasn't the main factor at Maryland. Excuse me, Minnesota. I'm sorry. Uh, he was not the main factor, the main defensive coordinator at Maryland, but uh, that team, that defensive unit, finished second in the Big Ten in scoring defense, allowing just 17 points per game. Uh, they were second in total defense, rush defense, and pass defense. But a number of defensive linemen have stood out at Minnesota. Boye Mafe, I believe is how you say his name, was 10th in the conference in sacks with seven. Was among the, the conference's top players in tackles for loss with 10. Uh, and he has sent a number of players to the NFL this when he actually was at Maryland. I knew Maryland was in there somewhere. Uh, he sent three different defensive linemen to the NFL draft. Defensive line has been an area the Hoosiers have struggled. Um, really, since Tom Allen has taken over, there hasn't really been a standout defensive line. Um, and especially in the last couple of seasons, it seemed early in 2020 that might change. Ryder Anderson specifically really stood out for the Hoosiers, but uh, the defensive line kind of faded into the background as the season got into conference play. And you didn't hear a lot of Ryder Anderson's name as the season went on. Um, so it'll be, it's interesting that uh, it's not, it's interesting, but probably not surprising that he replaces both vacancies with one higher. Uh, but this is a that he was so quick to make this hire lend some optimism that it's somebody that he's had his eye on um, throughout the years. It's somebody that's certainly familiar with the Big Ten, multiple stops at Big Ten teams um, in both divisions in recent years. So interesting news. We'll try to get some more information on him. Unfortunately, we do not have a locked on Gophers podcast. We do have a Locked on Mizzou podcast, and we will talk to them in tomorrow's episode about Indiana's new quarterback who could be um, the starter come the spring. Um, we're going to talk to them uh, tomorrow about Connor Bazelik, why he left, what his strengths are, what his weaknesses are, 
things of that nature. So be sure to ch- tune into that tomorrow. Um, want to talk about fun little what ifs since we're on the topic of football. National title game happened. Uh, it just ended as I'm recording this. Uh, got me thinking about some things. I was tweeting about them. If you follow us on Twitter, uh, you may know what I'm going to talk about. We'll do a little fun what if. But first, guys, I want to talk to you about an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Very simple app. I used it last week. Uh, it You download the app. You uh, go on there, pick the gas station you're going to go to. Use that promo code SCORE. Uh, they will have an offer for you for cash back uh, per gallon. Claim the offer. Drive to the gas station, check in, pump your gas, and then head on out. Easy peasy. I had the cash back in about 24 hours. Uh, you guys can get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon with that promo code SCORE. It's very simple and there's no catch, I promise. Like I said, I've used it. You can cash out at any time, um, whether to your bank account, PayPal, a gift card, other Amazon brands. If you're somebody that drives a lot for your job, you're paying for gas already, download this app and get some of that money back. Uh, Again, it's it's the free GetUpside app. Use that promo code SCORE for up to $0.50 per gallon cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE on the Get Upside app. Thanks for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Mention that the national championship game for college football was finished up right before I started recording this. I kept... Uh, saying I was just going to record during the game. And right as I was about ready to record, something exciting would happen. Boring game for the first half. Exciting game for the second half, though. And uh, admittedly, I I enjoy watching Alabama lose. They've won plenty enough. They are to all of college football what Ohio State football is to the Big Ten. So anytime Alabama goes down... I always enjoy it. I enjoyed it as well because it was Georgia that did it. I thought Georgia was the best team in college football all season. uh, And they got the monkey off their back, beating uh, the Crimson Tide on Monday. Exciting game. Exciting fourth quarter. Some wild plays. The intercept, or excuse me, the fumble that the Alabama player kind of nonchalantly grabbed without realizing he was making one of the biggest plays in the national title game was wild. Um, but ultimately Georgia responds from that. They get the, the win that was probably rightfully theirs. Alabama was pretty banged up though. They lost their, uh, they had already lost one of their wide receivers, lost their other star wide receiver early on. Bryce Young could only do so much with the weapons he had left. Um, But nature of the business, uh, Indiana fans certainly are aware of what injuries can do to a team. 
So I don't know that any IU fans are going to feel a whole lot of sympathy. Just in general, I don't feel any sort of sympathy for Alabama fans. I'm sorry that this year you didn't win a title. You win them every other year anyway. But it got me thinking tonight. It's a question I, I've posed with friends, friend groups in the past, IU friend groups. If Nick Saban took over the IU program right now in its current state, you just have Nick Saban come in, take Tom Allen's position. Tom Allen goes wherever it may be. Um, how long until IU wins a Big Ten title? Pose that question on Twitter. Uh, one of the responses was two years, which feels pretty quick. Uh, you would have it, it comes with some caveats uh, because if he, if we're talking real life scenario where for some reason he feels guided to come to Bloomington. Is he going to bring a host of Alabama players and recruits with him to Bloomington, a la Lincoln Riley, USC, bringing all those players from Oklahoma with him? Um, there would probably be some that come with him. Uh, I don't know. I don't have an idea to what degree um, that would be, but... Boy, it'd be fascinating to see what he could do with a program like Indiana that does not have just everything that the Alabama program does um, and see how long it would take him to kind of build. I mean, honestly, this is an IU team coming off a two-win season, so build from the ground up to competing for a Big Ten title, making the college football playoff, winning a national title, are those things even all givens? Uh, if we're talking about winning a Big Ten title, two years seems quick, even if he brings in a bunch of Alabama players and recruits. I would say certainly within four years, he would be in the Big Ten title game. I I could see even as quick as three years. Um, realistically, IU was there last year if not for a Big Ten rule change, they were in the Big Ten title game. So we've seen it play out. Uh, IU needed a lot of things to fall their way and the Big Ten not to make a spur-of-the-moment rule change. But outside of that, like, do you, <laughs> it's also funny to think about if Nick Saban was in that spot. Do you think they would have changed the rules for Ohio State if it meant Nick Saban and the Hoosiers were in the uh, Big Ten title game? Uh, IU would certainly have some more sway, some more power within the conference. That alone is something I desire, but I don't know what the answer is. Um, I would say maybe three years for a Big Ten title. Honestly, if you win a Big Ten title, as we've seen throughout the years since the playoff began, odds are you're probably in the playoff anyway. Um, so those maybe go hand in hand. Win the national title is another another monster. You're going up against um, some of the best teams still in the SEC. Georgia's still there, things like that. LSU presumably will eventually get back. You still have great teams in the Big Ten. I don't know. It's a fun thought experiment. I also thought about it with the college football playoff expansion. Maybe that lessens the timeline in this hypothetical. Um, 
though the leaders of the college football playoff kind of committee again failed to come to an agreement about expanding the current four-team field. They met in Indianapolis for a couple of days before this game, could not come to an agreement, but they said it could still happen before the end of the current 12-year contract, which runs through 2025. Honestly, that's exactly what I expected from uh, an NCAA committee like that. I believe the Pac-12 released a statement in support of expansion. I'm sure they are because they're not they haven't really gotten in otherwise. Wouldn't be surprised if the Big Ten uh, also supported expansion. Also, that silly little group that we have with the Pac-12, the ACC, and uh, the Big Ten exists. So I'm guessing if the Pac-12 is releasing that statement, the Big Ten might release one. All this is very silly, but it was some fun hypotheticals I thought of while watching the college football uh, national title game. We can officially wave goodbye to that college football season as a whole. The less we ever talk about it as IU fans, uh, the better. Hope to never mention it again. Uh, Mike Woodson had his radio show on Monday, and I hope to talk a lot about this basketball season. We'll jump back into that here in just a moment. Bet Online, though, would like to wish you guys a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports, best sports wagering action for 2022. New year, new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit just by using the promo code locked on to get started. It's free money they get they are trying to give you guys on their new uh, websites. So whether it's football, I guess not anymore. Well, NFL football, uh, basketball, hockey, boxing, UFC, Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Last thing to wrap up today's show, give a little recap of Mike Woodson's radio show. There wasn't a ton of of groundbreaking stuff on there, hence why we didn't really lead with it. Shout out to Inside the Hall, which I'm sure all Indiana basketball fans are already well aware of anyway. They always provide a recap for the show. Um, Woodson talked about their two-win week. Quote, it put us back in the hunt for the Big Ten. That's where you want to be. Now we got to take our act on the road and see if we can break the ice in terms of winning on the road. Would be nice. Woodson talking about that Minnesota game said that they quote packed it in. We also mentioned that on Monday's episode. Uh, he said he rewatched the film, said that Minnesota coach uh, Ben Johnson quote clapped early when we made threes because that was the game plan. If they make them, it's like God bless them. They made one. I mean, fair enough. I, you made nine three pointers on Sunday. It was their third most this season behind that double overtime Syracuse game. They made 11. That Louisiana game, that high-scoring affair, they made 10. So uh, it was unseasonably good shooting from the Hoosiers. I can understand why that was the way Minnesota wanted to attack things. Mike Woodson talked about Rob Finnessy. Quote, he's playing really well the last two or three weeks for us. 
think a lot of it had to do with injuries and his confidence. That was a big part of it. But we're going to need him to continue to play that way the rest of the way. He mentioned Race and Trace are the two most prominent leaders, but that Finnessy is uh, kind of stepping up in that way. Uh, quote, we're going to need Rob to step up and be more of a leader as well. So Finnessy taking a very prominent role within the program, which is nice to see considering how much he struggled the last couple of seasons. A fun little note to end it on. Those of you that have been on social media might have noticed at home games, Mike Woodson wears a suit. On road games, he does not. So naturally, home games, IU is undefeated in a suit. Road games, they are winless and not a suit. So Mike Woodson said he's not superstitious, but, quote, I know this thing of wearing suits. I think we might need to go on the road with a suit. The suits don't have anything to do with it, but I'm telling you, if we don't break this ice soon, I'm going to be wearing a suit. IU fans on social media on Twitter have been acutely aware of whether Mike Woodson's in a suit before the game or not. So if he breaks it out on these couple of road games coming up, we'll know he means serious business. That could only add to the superstition around uh, the coach's attire for games. Thanks again, guys, for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We'll be back tomorrow, as I said, talking to Connor Bazelik about um, the new... (laughs) excuse me, talking to Locked On Mizzou's John Miller about Connor Bazelik and uh, the new quarterback the Hoosiers have. Might do just kind of a recap of where the Hoosiers stand roster-wise with the football team because there's been so much shakeup. Now for your second listen today, head on over to Locked On Bets, your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs, hosted by your boy Q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love, the feedback, the conversations. I appreciate you guys sticking it out with me today as I'm a bit under the weather. Tried to edit out all the coughs for you guys. Uh, We'll be back throughout the week, hopefully as I uh, get closer to full health and as the Hoosiers get set to play both the men's and women's team on Thursday. Follow us on Twitter if you haven't already. Subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review. Most importantly, though, have a great Tuesday in LEO.